Welcome to Our Fulfilled Life, a resource to guide, challenge, and inspire you to define your own version of happy and then to go get it. My name is Erica Ewing, and I believe we're here to grow, to love, and to live joyfully. By day, I photograph weddings and families, and by daydream, I am a source of calm inspiration for the everyday woman as she navigates her way through a busy, noisy world. My goal is to help you discover what brings you the most joy so you can focus on that. From making and celebrating small wins to big transformations, we all need companionship to thrive. So let's flourish together, my friend. I am so excited to be here with Carrie of Carrie Miller Consulting today. She's an expert in feng shui, and if you're anything like me, you've heard the term. No, at a super basic level, it's related to the layout of your home and how energy flows through it, but probably not much more than that. One of my goals of this podcast is to introduce and discuss ideas that may be outside the mainstream, but could potentially up your happy level. I've got a list of topics I'm interested in learning about, like feng shui, crystals, mindsets, mantras, that sort of thing. But if there's anything you're interested in learning more about, I want to hear. So head over to the podcast website at ourfulfilledlife.com, drop me a comment, and let me know. So before I dive into the interview with Carrie, I want to share a very basic definition of feng shui, which I found on nofengshui.com. They talk about it as an acupuncture of the space, that it opens up powerful energy channels in your home to help it get stronger, more harmonious, and powerful. This, in turn, nourishes and strengthens your own energy. So far, I'm into it. So I head over to Carrie's website, which is fengshuipathways.com, to pick up some additional information. I was first taken by how warm and bright it is. Even her website has a beautiful aura. You're going to like this one. Here's an excerpt from her homepage. There are unseen energies that circulate throughout your surroundings and influence you. Tapping into them can put you in a beneficial flow, which helps propel you forward with ease in all parts of your life. When you're in alignment with these natural energies, you feel naturally grounded, relaxed, and clear-headed, and your space will feel uplifting and inspiring. If you're feeling stuck or facing obstacles or consistent life challenges, then it's a sign that you're out of sync with these energies. So Carrie is all about making a positive shift in your surroundings as well as other areas of your life. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to learn about your specialty and how we may be able to start incorporating it into our own lives. We're all about helping women define what happiness looks like for them and to pursue their fulfilled life. A big part of that is learning about ways to boost energy and joy. And it sounds like feng shui can help with that and potentially even more. So let's start at the very beginning. You're really going to have to dumb it down for me. Um, even starting with the pronunciation, am I saying feng shui correctly? You are. You are saying it absolutely correctly. And, um, you know, it, just to give you a little sense of it, feng shui is actually translated into wind and water. And so it's looking at those types of energies and how they're influencing through your space. That's awesome. That's awesome. And actually, that sort of leads into my first question, which is really, if you could just explain a bit more about feng shui, like, I'm curious as to where it originated, um, and why it's so important. It's something that it's a term that I've heard of for as long as I can remember, but I really don't know anything about it. So, um, so I'd love your perspective on that. 
Absolutely. So it is an ancient Chinese practice. It's actually been practiced for centuries um, in the East. And it is, you know, it started out as a way of um, choosing more prosperous land, you know, or more auspicious land. So you wanted to avoid pieces of land that had high winds that might ruin your crops, Mm. or you wanted to avoid flood zones that would ruin your crops. And obviously, if you were able to find that piece of property that was really nourished by those natural energies, you would end up prospering more because your farm would do better, um, or your, you know, your grave site would be better, or your temple would be better placed. And so that's really how it originated. Um, And it has certainly evolved through the centuries. And the version of feng shui that I practice is a very westernized version of feng shui, meaning that, you know, because we don't really look at feng shui as we're building most of the homes here in the West, we're really just using some of the um, principles of feng shui to make corrections and to really harness the energy, the natural energies that are flowing through your space and make sure they're flowing in a supportive and beneficial way which will help you feel more energized, more joyful, and be more successful. So it's really a, a powerful tool that, you know, even though it's not the original, um, I'm not really practicing it in the original concept, you can apply it in your life to um, give you a better opportunity. And what sparked you to to dive into this and begin practicing it? Yeah, it's so funny. I read a book on it. Like literally I went through the the bookstore and I grabbed a book about it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I had just moved into a condo and um, was kind of decorating and getting things settled. And it seemed a little bit helpful. And so I read the book and I applied some of the suggestions in the book. And literally my life shifted so dramatically from just that practice. Um, and so it's it's kind of funny that through the years, I kept pulling out that book whenever I moved to a new location. And about six or seven years later, I was actually, I realized I was living right down the street from the author's school. So the, the, the feng shui practitioner ran a school about feng shui and I had somehow landed right down the street. And I thought, I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna learn more about this. And so that is, it, it was such a powerful, um, influence on my life that it just continued. And now I'm so happy to be able to share this with other people and help them create the same kind of um, transformation. Right. And landing right down the street from the author's school must have been one of those moments where it just seemed like it was meant to be, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really kind of the, you know, it goes back to the principle of feng shui that if you're in the flow of energy, and you're in the beneficial flow of energy, life unfolds with ease. And there's this ease and grace and, um, you know, opportunity that doors open for you when you're in this beneficial flow. And that absolutely happened. It's like, you know, every step along the way was meant to lead me there. And that was meant to lead me here. So it's just, it's proven itself over and over again to me in my own life. So I love that about it. Yep. And um, our listeners can't see me nodding here, but I am agreeing so wholeheartedly with you (laughs) about energy. And when you are in that flow of positive energy, how good things come to you. And and, um, it's interesting how your perspective and, um, and the energy that you put out there can really change whether you're um, bringing in negative things or whether you're bringing in positive things. 
Right. Absolutely. For sure. Um, so I would love to um, sort of dive in a little about um, some of the basic principles or suggestions that you have for any of us um, getting started or interested in sort of just understanding what some of those essentials to feng shui are. Um, and then I'd also love to dive into some specific transformations that you've seen. It sounds like you've seen them in your own life, which immediately has me interested and I just want to hear more. Um, so where, wherever you want to start, if you want to start with a transformation or basic principles, I am so excited to just learn from you. Absolutely. Well, let me share, you know, some, you know, this transformation happens now with my clients and, and there's been some really amazing shifts that I've seen people take simply because of embracing this um, print, you know, the principles of feng shui. Um, I have one client that I worked with last year. She was recently divorced, actually not recently divorced. She had been divorced about five or six years earlier and, you know, survived through that process and raising her two children and healing through that process. And she got to a point where she re realized that she needed to uh, kind of go to the next level, like release all the baggage of that process that she had been through. And so feng shui kind of going through her surroundings and her environment and the energy that was around her was part of her process. And so we worked together and, you know, we worked together for a few months and a lot of her process was just going through things that she had kept around her that were really keeping her in that energy of the divorce and the sadness and the grief and all of those things that are, you know, part of the trauma of going through an experience like that is. And as she released things, you know, of course she felt lighter and she was able to release the emotions and the energy that were also attached to that. But wasn't what was amazing was she had this really, uh, it's, she lived in a very t small town and there weren't great opportunities for her there, but she had a great job and she didn't think there were any other opportunities near her. And during this process, she actually got a, a job offer um, at a prestigious university. It was a big raise. It was a big visibility change. And so it was so powerful for her to, you know, once the energy started flowing and once she released all that other stuff that she was hanging on to, it really allowed her to step into the flow of opportunity. Um, and it was amazing. And even during that process, she was able to realize that um, she needed to go into a recovery program. That was something she wasn't able to admit before. So as you start doing this process in your physical environment, you're really creating shifts and changes on your own personal and energetic level as well. And it opens up opportunities and opens up, um, you know, healing mm -hmm. on many different levels. So that's really what I love about um, this feng shui tool that I use because, you know, people think you're just going to be moving furniture around, but really you're shifting energy and you're releasing energy and um, really raising your vibration in many um, situations. So it's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading a lot about um, meditation and mantras and, um, and the idea of raising your vibration and how important it is. I've done a lot of um, like just research on that over the last six months. And this yep. is the thing that I keep hearing is raising your vibration. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that your surroundings can kind of keep you in a vibration. Like if you've ever gone away on a, 
you know, a weekend away, or maybe you've gone on a retreat and you get there and everything's so high vibe and you're happy and you're relaxed. And then you come home, you know, maybe you even make all these plans about how things are going to be different when you get home. Mm -hmm. And then you come home and within a few days, you've kind of fallen back into those old habits and behaviors and, and mindsets. A lot of that is, is because of that vibration that's in your home that's helping to keep you stuck in that space. And so when you start shifting that, you are really much more able to shift, you know, help hold your mindset and change behaviors and attract different things into your life. So it's really powerful. I've definitely been one of those people who heads to a retreat is so incredibly inspired has I'm a a to do list maker. So I'll have a double sided to do list ready to go. And then I've completely been in that space where you get home, you're excited, and then you just slowly gravitate back to exactly where you were right before. Right. Um, But if you do, you know, if you change things in your environment, I I really think that your surroundings can be a vision board for the life that you want to create. Mm -hmm. So if you go off on that retreat and you get all these new ideas and this clear insight and you come home and you make some shifts and changes in your space that remind you of what your dreams and aspirations are for all the parts of your life. And everywhere you turn, you're reminded of that high vibe that you're trying to create you can really help, it can help you stay in that place of change and transformation. Perfect. Well, that actually is a great segue to um, if there are any basic principles or ways that us ladies can start incorporating this and um, the idea of raising our vibrations and increasing the positive flow in our home, like where can we start? Yeah, I well, I I like to look at a couple different areas of your home. And really, I focus on the ones where you spend the most amount of time in. So if you have a home office, and you're in that four or five hours a day, that's a space that has a lot that energy in that space has a lot of influence over you. When you're sleeping at night, really for a third of your life, when you're in bed, you know, that room, the energy of that space has so much influence over how you feel. Um, And so focusing on the rooms that you spend the most amount of time in. And one of the quickest and simplest things that you can do is to just kind of go into those spaces and release anything that is heavy or weighing you down or that has a lot of charged emotion attached to it or that you're not using or needing anymore. Because once you take those um, items out of your space, you're automatically lifting the vibration of the space because that, you know, any heaviness or negativity that was that those were charged with are are gone now. They're released from your space. Can you give us an example of um, a type of item that you see when your clients that they might want to release? Yeah, I mean, I was at a client's house, uh, another client, another woman who had been divorced recently. And she actually, she had been divorced about 10 or 12 years earlier. And we were talking about her bedroom and she had a whole bunch of boxes stored underneath her bed Mm. and in those boxes were all of her journals that she kept during the time that she was getting divorced from her husband so such emotionally charged items and items that really keep you in the energy of the past Mm -hmm. and they were right underneath her while she was sleeping and you know we in feng shui we we really believe that everything is energy so even if it's an inanimate object it has an energy and it connects to you and communicates with your own energy field So that was a really powerful thing that was, you know, keeping her 
um, energetically in that space, in that historical space of, you know, the, 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 the disagreements that they had and the challenges that they faced as they were getting a divorce and releasing those items, you know, especially moving them out from underneath their bed, but releasing those items from the house because she didn't need them anymore um, was a very healing process for her. So I like to think about charged items, you know, those items that are like you feel obligated to keep or they remind you of some sad time or maybe they remind you of grief that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things can really start to weigh down your own personal vibration. And so if you can find a way to get yourself to cut the cord and release them, you'll instantly be raising your own personal vibration and the vibe of your space. Yep. Um, I was talking with a friend who had gone through a bad breakup recently, and we were talking about clearing her energy. And um, sage is burning sage is something that we hear a lot. Is that is there anything related to feng shui there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one, you know, whole part of the practice of feng shui is energy clearing. And so as you release these physical items from your space, it's great. It definitely lightens the area, but energy sticks around. Yep. So, you, you know, you, um, the vibe of the stuff, there can kind of be like an energy imprint that's mm -hmm. in your space. So even though the item's gone, the stuff can still be there and the energy and, the, and that, those charged emotions can still be kicked up. Yep. So um, clearing the energy of your space, like literally getting the old energy moving and out, you know, kind of kicking it out and inviting in fresh energy is a really important part of the process of feng shui. And smudge sticks or sage are one of the ways, you know, in traditional um, American Indian practices, sage is a very cleansing herb. And as you burn it, it's thought to carry away those heavier negative vibes out of your space. So it's it's really just a way of kind of, you know, shining up the energy of your space after you've done that releasing process. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I always think of when it comes to feng shui, and I think you alluded to this in the beginning, is furniture placement. Yeah. Does that have to do with the light in your home or the way your body would be facing when you're using that furniture? Yeah, or so, totally I mean, different. it definitely has to do with um, with how the energy is flowing towards you. So if you were to think about the unseen energies that are flowing around your space, if you were to think of them as water, like if you opened your front door and suddenly this huge wave of water came rushing in, you know, if you, if you had your back to the door, it's going to knock you over. You're not going to have time to prepare for it. But if you are facing the door and, and kind of able to receive it, it gives you time to react and, and to maybe brace yourself. Um, and you, so you always wanna find the position within the space that gives you some support behind you and also allows you to see what's coming at you. And it's almost like a, a way of receiving the energy rather than kind of being um, you know, blindsided by it. And that, that simple shift alone of positioning your desk so that you're on the receiving end of the energy or positioning your bed so that you're there is really powerful in helping you stay focused, um, be able to be distraction free, to get a good night of sleep. It really makes a big difference because you're, you're working with the flow of energy rather than against it. Mm. That's so interesting. Yeah. And um, 
does light play a part in that? So um, my day job is as a I'm a photographer, so I'm always thinking about the direction of light and the quality of light. And in my own home, um, we've made changes to our house to let in more light in rooms that have been darker, like my kitchen. Um, used to be a really dark room and we've since taken down some of our cabinets which are darker wood um, and we actually removed a wall which um, let in so much more light and I just feel so much happier in that space now. Um, does light play a factor? It definitely does so and that's really looking at it in terms of like the yin and the yang quality of energy. Um, that's one of the ways that we kind of evaluate the energy of the space. A yang space is really bright and loud mm. and sunny and maybe big um, and a yin space is really quiet and maybe more dim mm -hmm. and cozy and um, space you know some people feel better in one versus the other mm. um, some rooms are more um, are better when they're a little bit more yang because you want to be more in connection or communication whereas like a bedroom you might want it to be more cozy and more yin Yep. So it's it's finding that balance that's right between the lighting and the size of the space and the you know the harshness of the finishes that really helps you balance the energy and make the space feel really good for you to be in. And so obviously for you being in and having good lighting is important. Somebody who might be more of a um, an introvert might actually prefer cozier, darker spaces, mm -hmm. um, but. But usually there's a, a, ba a fine balance that you can find in a space that supports most people in it. So paying attention to lighting and if you can't get you know bright natural light through your room, using artificial lights and other types of um, touches to raise the energy of the space is one way to balance that either too much light or, or not enough light. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference in how the space feels. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so we touched upon um, thinking about clearing out some of those items in your home that may have negative energy attached to it. We touched on thinking about how water would flow through your home as far as where your furniture is positioned. Um, and where your body would posi be positioned, whether it would be sort of knocked over if confronted with negative energy or if you'd be able to head it face on and also accept that positive energy that's flowing right. through. And we also talked about the yin and the yang um, and finding your comfortable place in the home based on your own personality type. Is there yeah. any other um, suggestion that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, you know, I would really have you start to think about your home as a vision board and just just quietly kind of sit in your space and, and look around and, and see, you know, is your home reflecting the life that you want to lead, the way that you want your home to feel? You know, is it reminding you of what your dreams and goals and aspirations are? Or is it maybe keeping you stuck in an old history or an old story that you don't want to tell anymore? Um, or even is it, you know, just simply lowering your energy in some way? And if you think of it like a vision board, what are some things that you can bring into the space that will help raise the energy up and help you feel vitalized by the space rather than depleted or drained by it? So it's really a, a powerful, empowering tool that you can use to just 
you know, be reminded that you, it's a sacred space mm -hmm. and you, you know, it's, it's almost like a capsule for the sacred life that you want to create. Right. I love that because that plays in completely with the mission of our fulfilled life and, awesome. you know, really helping women figure out what's going to bring them the most joy and then to intentionally go after that. So I love how, how much feng shui ties in with that. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad. Yeah. So thank you for all of your teachings here. I, I know that personally I've gotten so much out of this and I am so glad to have you um, just sharing your wisdom with us. But I would also love to know how we can continue to learn from you from here. Um, thank you so much. I love talking to you and I always love talking about this topic. So I appreciate the avenue for sure. Um, the best way to stay in touch with me, you can certainly find information about me and my services on my website, which is kerrymillerconsulting.com. And then I have a really active Facebook group, which is called Feng Shui for Joy, Ease and Prosperity. And I just invite you to come in and you know learn more about that. Be inspired about your surroundings and um, pay more attention to the energy of your space. So those are, are great opportunities to just be inspired by your surroundings and learn more about how you can optimize them. Perfect. Thank you. And I am going to link to both your website and also if I'm able to, I'll link to your Facebook group as well um, right. in the show notes of, for this episode. Carrie Miller, thank you so much for being here with us. I really, really appreciate you and your expertise and your time. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you, you too. Did you enjoy this episode? I would be so honored if you would subscribe and share with like-minded friends. And if you leave a review, know that I will be doing a happy dance through my kitchen that will make my kids' eyes roll for days.